Hello everyone and welcome to episode one of The Green Sheep with IJ. Today we're going to think about some scholarly reflections on difference and how I hope to contextualize those to my upbringing and experience as a first-gen low-income kid who attended and befriended kids in affluent suburbs. Again, my name is Ivy Jones and welcome to The Green Sheep. Let's talk about a few things before we get into today's subject. What is a green sheep? Taken from the phrase black sheep, I wanted to emphasize the marginalization of those at the fray of financial status and how by virtue of money, it brought me and many others to unique circumstances. So to give context, the town where I'm from is a bubbling suburb ripe with new housing developments, white fences, and young families. The schools I attended growing up were well-fended and invested into, which is no surprise considering the motives of many of the parents there. But beyond that, where I attended high school had all the markers of an upper middle class, predominantly white institution. The student parking lot was filled with cruisers and nearly new cars. Students would show up to class in their favorite athletic wear for the school day, whether that be Athleta or Lululemon, just for a day of sedentation and lying around. And lunch was eating out every day at your favorite restaurant and bringing back a snack for your favorite teacher. In short, while there wasn't much to do outside of school and extracurriculars, it was still the good life. Most people would hardly notice it, but in this town, I see the perfect opportunity for dialogue and observation to be had so that upper middle class community members can listen and gain awareness to the struggles of marginalized people and marginalized issues. So for today, we're going to be bringing my mom, Kat, to talk about why talking about these subjects, especially in the context of upper middle class communities, is so crucial to shaping the perceptions around poverty in educational spaces. Thank you so much for joining us, Kat. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me on here today, Ivy. Hi, Kat. So for our first question, I wanted to ask you, do you think power dynamics in our town mainly exist on the basis of class? As a resident of our town, I do do agree that um, power dynamics exist because of class. So, Mom, do you know what percentage of uh, our town's residents are Black and Latino? I don't know the exact number, um, but if I could guess, I would say around 15%. I would say around 15%. I could be wrong. Yeah. So uh, in our town in North Carolina, about 7% of the residents identify as Hispanic slash Latino in the 2015 uh, estimate, and about 6% of residents identify as Black on the 2015 Uh, estimate. And so there's about 13% of the town's residents identify as Hispanic slash Latino or black. Um, And the average median, the median income for the town is about $110,000 per year. So um, what do you think school organizations and the affluent parents in our community can do to gain awareness of the struggles of marginalized students, either that being by race or especially by class and income? Well, I think at first, really sitting down and have honest conversations with with themselves about what, what diversity and cultural competency means to them. Because I think once you understand what that means, you understand how to take other people's 
your community members needs into account. I think um, asking questions, I think really being open-minded to having dialogue that you will learn something new about a family in your community and really paying close attention to things that are going on within the community and in the in a general um in the world um i think oftentimes people ignore things because they're not affected by their race however they're not really paying attention to those people who are right next to you in a classroom who shares who don't share your beliefs and your values and are going through something, but because you're so caught up in your own bubble and in the world that you live in and don't believe that anything exists beyond those walls. Yeah, absolutely. And so the Green Sheep podcast mainly focuses on the financial hardships of economically marginalized students. And so what ways can we empower economically marginalized students and listen to those concerns? And how can we begin to have more visibility for economically marginalized students especially considering they don't live in the same neighborhoods as many of their classmates? Um, I think the first thing we can do is to take them in account when we, when we do surveys and using data um, to pull from our community needs. And data. I think sometimes the data can be skewed based on the fact that, like you said previously, if there's an average income of 110000 per family, are we really looking at all families or are we looking at some of the families within the community? And if we can't find that data, maybe we need to do more footwork, you know. The statistical median income is $110,000. The average income is about $105,000. So the data shows that more than half of Apex residents make around or more than that amount of money. Okay. So I think taking into account um, those families who don't make that kind of money in their needs or, you know, just reaching out to our crisis ministries locally, which offer services to those families who have come on hard times or who have recently moved into the neighborhood or into surrounding neighborhoods or that are bused into our schools from, you know, outside towns will help them um, take their needs into account. Okay, absolutely. Thank you so much, Catherine. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? No, thank you for having me today. Thank you so much for joining us at The Black Sheep. So we want to continue scholarly reflections on these subjects and think about the ways in which uh, other people have thought about the same thing. So I'd like to point to bell hooks and identifying the margin in the center and think about the way in which economically marginalized students exist at the margin, at the fray of these very affluent communities. A lot of times they're unseen, they're unheard, um, and they're ignored. And so how can we, listeners, and all of those involved, be conscious of our own role in this power dynamic wherever we are, um, and in reference to affluent spaces, and how can we push internally for affluent communities to continue Uh, listening and seeing the needs of the marginalized that may be five to ten minutes away from them. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight on The Black Sheep, and I hope you all have a great day, night, or morning, wherever you are.